You're listening to an audio sermon by Pastor Bernard Milder from Household of Christ. We trust that you will be encouraged and blessed as you listen to the Word of God. You know, family, listen to me. Life is full of choices. Today, even, there's more choices than ever before. Growing up, when you go to a restaurant or you go to a place to buy some food, you, you had one or two options. In the fridge, there were one or two options when it came to cool drink. When you look on the menu, there were one or two items. Today, you have more options when it comes to hamburgers than what we had growing up on the whole menu. You can choose to either yield to God or yield to the devil. You either yield to God or you yield to the devil. When we choose life, we are yielding to God. Love, joy, forgiveness. But when we choose to hold on to offense, unforgiveness, bitterness, hatred, We are choosing the things of the devil. We are yielding to killing, stealing, and destroying. But when we choose God, we are making a decision to choose life and life in abundance. God has made you to be a free moral agent. Turn to the person next to you and say, you make your own decisions. One of the greatest gifts that God has given you is that you have a free will. You're a free moral agent. You make the decision to choose life or to choose death. You cannot blame anybody or point the finger to anybody. You make that own decision. cannot say the devil made me do it. You make your own decision, your own choices. You're a free moral agent. Do you know anybody can be tempted? If we look at Matthew 4, Jesus himself was tempted. That teaches us it doesn't matter how close you are to God, you can still be tempted. But Jesus made a decision to respond with the word of God and not to yield to the temptation. 1 Corinthians 10 verse 1. Moreover, brethren, I do not want you to be unaware that all our fathers were under the cloud. All our fathers were under the cloud. All passed through the sea. All were baptized. Turn to the person next to you and ask them, have you been baptized? Turn to the person on the other side and ask them, have you been baptized? Tell them it's time to get baptized. All were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea. All ate the same spiritual food and all drank the same spiritual drink. For they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them. And that rock was Christ. But with most of them, God was not well pleased. 
for their bodies were scattered in the wilderness. Family, can you see here, everybody experienced exactly the same thing. They were under the cloud. They saw the miracles. They went through the sea. The Bible teaches us that rock that was following them was Jesus Christ. God was with them the whole time to help them and to see them through. The Bible says he was not pleased with them. Why? Because of the decisions they made. If you read on, you see they chose other gods instead of serving the living Jesus. Go to verse 13. No temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. But God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. But with the temptation will also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. You know, sometimes temptation can be a blessing. Because you will see that God will make a way for you. If the enemy is blocking you with iron... God will send the welder to open it up. Don't say about your situation, I'm tempted beyond my ability. Nobody can get out of this. Because God has promised us that he will make a way. As a child of God, whatever you are facing right now, God has made a way already. Turn to the person next to you and say, God has made a way already. Tell them in your difficult situation, God has made a way already. Family, listen to me. We are serving the God who created the universe. The one who formed you, the one who made you. The one who breathed his very life into you. So that you can walk with him, plan with him. Wherever you go, whatever you are facing right now, God knows the way out. When you make a decision, choose life and not death. Don't look at your situation from a natural point of view. Look at your situation from God's point of view. Whatever you are facing right now, God is prepared to help you. Turn to the person next to you and say, God wants to help you. You can make a decision to allow the one who made you to help you. Or you can walk in your own strength. You can make a decision to allow the one who created you, formed you, made you. The one who said, I know the thoughts that I have towards you. Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. The one who knows your future. Even when you've made a mistake. God can help you and see you through. Amen? Amen? Turn with me in your Bibles to Joshua 24. You know, in life today, we have more choices than ever before. There are many options. Remember, even when we look at the book of Genesis, right in the beginning, there were two trees, the tree of knowledge of good and evil, and the tree of life. God said, stay away from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. 
and choose life. Now, many people today, they, they are living good lives. They are making good decisions, but they've never chosen life. God says to us, choose life. It's not a matter of combining our strength with God. It's not a matter of combining Jesus with things of the world. It's not a matter of combining the Holy Spirit with evil spirits. It's not a matter of going to a man of God to pray for you and then going to a spiritist to pray for you. Choose who you will serve. Joshua 24 verse 14. Now therefore fear the Lord. Serve him in sincerity and in truth. And put away the gods which your fathers served on the other side of the river and in Egypt. Serve the Lord. And if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Joshua didn't make it compulsory to serve God. Didn't make it compulsory. Said, you decide, you choose who you want to serve. Said, I've made my decision who I'm going to serve. He was saying to them, I know there are many options that you can follow, and some of them you are following already. But I want to assure you, the gods that you want to serve cannot bring healing, cannot bring deliverance, will not be able to offer you a lasting solution. Make a decision to include God in your life. So often, we want to combine our own strength with God's strength. It's not a matter of combining. It's a matter of making a decision to choose life. Many times we say, I'll forgive you, but I'm not going to forget. Have you ever done that? You are combining two worlds. Because in God's kingdom, when he forgives, he forgets. What does that mean? We have to let go of things. Many times the things that are keeping you back to move forward is not your future. It's not what God has promised you, but it's what you are still holding on to. Make a decision to let go of those things. Joshua said, I've made a decision. That I've made the decision. I'm going to serve God. Choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Serving the Lord is what the best do. Because he is the one who formed us, he is the one who created us, he is the one who made us. In this life there will be many temptations, things that will even strike you down. But as a Christian you can know, you can stand up. Amen? Turn to the person next to you and say, make a decision to serve God. It's not about doing that which seems right on the outside. But it's knowing that in your heart, you're in right standing with God. 
Have you made a decision in your heart to serve the Lord Jesus Christ with everything? To serve God with a willing mind. Young people, not to come to church because your mother and your father is saying you must come to church. But serving God willingly. Not serving God out of fear of what could happen to you. But serving God because you love Him. The things that you are praying for, the things that you are hoping for, if those things did not come tomorrow, will you still love Him? Have you purposed in your heart that you're going to serve Him with every part of your being? Joshua never saw the value in any of the other gods. Never saw the value in following that different way. He said, I've made a decision. I'm going to serve God and God alone. A man is known by God through the decisions that he makes. Your choices determine who you are before God. Have you made a decision to serve the Lord Jesus Christ with with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your strength. Remember, you are a free moral agent. God is never going to place anything upon you, but you make that decision yourself. He says, I know you've got idols in your homes. You are serving the gods of your forefathers. You're committing idolatry. He says, make a decision. Choose who you will serve today. Family, many of us today say, I don't have idols in my house. But do you know that stubbornness in your heart is the same as idolatry? When the Word of God says, do this, you say, I'm not going to do it. When the Bible says, forgive, you say, I'm not going to forgive. It's stubbornness. This nation of ours, we're a very stubborn nation. We might not have the idols in our homes, but one Samuel 22 verse 10 teaches us obedience is better than sacrifice obedience is better than sacrifice we so often are not obedient but afterwards we want to make sacrifices God says I'm not interested in your sacrifices I want you to be obedient it's better than sacrifice Idolatry is that, that thing in our hearts. Stubbornness. It's idolatry. Rebellion is as witchcraft. Young people, when you want to be rebellious, the Bible says it's witchcraft. Say we're not practicing any witchcraft, but let's see the rebellion. Just think about it. What once generation is sowing, they will reap in the next generation. So the decisions, the choices that you make right now to plant good seeds, it will have an effect upon the generations to come. In the 60s, 70s, there was such a move of rebellion, rebelling against everything. The flower power era. They were planting seeds of rebellion. What did we see in the following generation more than ever before? Witchcraft. 
The decisions you make today as a parent has an impact upon your children, upon the next generation. So make a decision to plant good seeds. Joshua did not make it compulsory for anybody to serve God. If you don't want to serve Jesus, don't serve him. But if you make a decision to serve him, serve him with all your heart. Serve him with all your heart. When you serve Jesus, it should put a smile on your face. Amen? Not, I'm serving Jesus. I love Jesus so much. I'm blessed. I'm so blessed. <laughs> if you're blessed, let's see it upon you. Amen? Because you've made the decision for Jesus to be in your life. Even if you're going through a difficult time, when you know your name is written in the Lamb's book of life, I mean you've made a decision to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Things will change in your life. Amen? Turn to the person next to you and say, let's move on. Tell them again, say, let's move on. Turn with me in your Bibles to Proverbs 24. It says, for a righteous man may fall seven times and rise again, but the wicked shall fall by calamity. Family, what does it mean? Difficult times may come against you. There might be things that will push you down. Not once, not twice, not three times, maybe seven times. Things might push you down. But remember, you have that victorious spirit of Christ on the inside that will lift you up. Make a decision to stand up. It's not over yet. Sometimes God will allow certain things just to strengthen your desire for Him. Sometimes God will allow certain things just because He's preparing you to take you from where you are to where He wants you to be. Remember, it was the disappointment of Peter not catching any fish that kept him on the beach to have an encounter with Jesus. It means when God is on your side, even in your disappointment, there's an appointment. You never have to lose heart. Even if nothing is working out, God is still busy working out something. A matter of fact, when Jesus Christ died, all the disciples ran away. They thought God had lost control. But God the Father was more in control than ever before, busy with the salvation of mankind. So if you're looking at your situation, you're saying, Jesus, where are you? If you're saying it looks like Jesus is dead in my situation, don't lose heart. The disciples, Peter, James, John, the sons of Zebedee, all of them felt like that. But when you feel discouraged, remind yourself that Jesus is alive. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. If a righteous man gets struck down, he will stand up again. Remember, when you stand up as a righteous man, when somebody has pushed you down, Maybe somebody has tripped you in life. 
You know what that means? Somebody has stripped you in life. It means somebody has cheated you. Somebody has disappointed you. Somebody has promised you something and they didn't do it. Am I talking to the right people here this morning? When you feel like that, remind yourself that Jesus is alive and that he's in control of my life and he holds my life in his hand. And I'm going to continue to seek the kingdom of God. I'm going to continue to seek righteousness. And then all these things will be added. In that moment when you are down, don't start planting unrighteous seeds. But continue, make a decision to plant righteous seeds. Amen? Means when people hurt you, forgive them. Don't hold on to that offense. Say, Pastor, you don't know what I've been through. Compared to what Jesus went through, where are you rating yourself? Don't compare yourself to people. Amen? Make a decision and look to Jesus upon the cross. If the wicked fall, they cannot get up. What does that mean? It means whatever you are going through, it's not like those in the world. If you're experiencing a pain in your body right now, it's not like all the rest. God will see you through and take you from where you are to where he wants you to be. Amen? If you're going through a tough time, a difficult time, it's not like the rest of the people in the world. Yours is different because God is involved. God is going to see you through. Your situation that you are facing right now, God is using that to promote you. Amen. Turn to the person next to you and say, there's hope. Tell them again, say, there's hope. Family, the decisions we make determine who we are before God. As a righteous man, you might be struck down, but God will see you through. Turn with me to John 16, verse 33. Listen here, it's Jesus speaking. Listen to what he is saying. And everything I've taught you is so that the peace which is in me will be in you and will give you great confidence as you rest in me. For in this unbelieving world, you will experience trouble. Anybody that's told you that you're not going to have troubles or difficulties in this world was preaching a false gospel to you. We're not in heaven yet. There's troubles and challenges here. And in this unbelieving world, you will experience trouble and sorrows, but you must be courageous, for I have conquered the world. When the Bible says be courageous, or the Bible says fear not, it's just another way of saying have faith. Family, listen to me. Whatever you are facing right now, put your trust in God. When you put your trust in God, He will not disappoint you. He will not disappoint you. He will see you through. When you make a decision, you say, I'm going to serve God. Once you've made that decision, this is the direction I'm going to move in. You'll see the Holy Spirit will come and help you and assist you. Even when you face temptation, you're moving in a direction where you want to serve God. You'll see the Holy Spirit will make a way for you out of that situation. But you have to make a decision to serve God. You know, the Bible teaches us that God looks at the heart of man. Man outwardly will tell you many things. 
oh, my brother, I'm going to support you. Don't worry, I'm there for you. But God will see if what you're saying in your heart is really true. But this you will know. When you make a decision, you say, God, I'm going to serve you. I'm going to trust you. God will fight for you. Because then you've made Jesus your source. And when God is your source, you cannot fail. He will take you from where you are to where he wants you to be. Turn to the person next to you and say, make a decision to serve God. The book of Psalms in the Passion Translation says, cheer up. Cheer up. That John 16 verse 33 is another way of Jesus just saying, cheer up. I've overcome the world. The challenges that you are facing in this world, I've overcome the world. If you have that revelation that God has overcome the world for you and for me, you'll hold on to him. You'll cheer up. Doesn't matter what situation you are facing right now, cheer up. Turn to the person next to you and say, be happy. Tell them, cheer up. Tell them whatever situation you are facing right now, smile at that situation. Tell them, smile at that situation. Do you know what is the big problem that people face today? You don't want to act faith. You first want to see the situation change, then you want to smile at it. But if you know what Jesus is saying about that situation, you'll be smiling at it right now. So we say we are men of faith, but we never act faith. That's what God said to Abraham, faith without works is dead. What was he saying? He was saying, you're looking at your body and you're dead. And you're looking at Sarah's body and her body is dead. Nothing is working there. Nothing is working on your side. I'm telling you now, faith without works is dead. If you're not going to take action, you can confess it as much as you want. You can look at the stars as much as you want. But if you don't make a decision to start to act faith, nothing is going to change. What did God say to Joshua? He said to Joshua, every place where you put your feet... I'm going to give to you. Some of you have been looking at your promise and say, God, bring it to me. God said he's going to give me the promised land. God, I'm just going to stand here, bring it to me. You say, brother, what are you waiting for? I'm waiting for my promise. God said he's going to give me the promised land. But okay, why aren't you moving into the promised land? No, I'm waiting for God to bring it to me. He said he's going to give it to me. I'm waiting for him to give it to me. No, no, no. You're going to have to move into the promised land. Turn to the person next to you and say, act faith. That's why I started this morning by saying, open your mouth and start to declare things, start to say things. If you're still single, say, God is preparing my husband. God is preparing my wife. <laughs> you can get angry with me. This is the word of God. Then you have to get angry with the word of God. Amen? The Bible teaches us Joshua and Caleb, they were outnumbered. When Moses sent them into the promised land, they were outnumbered. Joshua and Caleb brought a good report, two of them. Ten brought a bad report. So often we want to listen to the majority when we have to make decisions, but it's not about man's majority. It's about God's authority. And you see these two in Joshua 14, when they had to go into the promised land, Caleb's attitude, he says, I'm as strong now at 85 
It's what I was 40 years ago. Nobody is going to keep me out of this promise. He says, Joshua, give me my mountain. He says, and I'm going to go into this land. I've heard there's giants. I'm ready to kill these giants because I know God is with me. I've made a decision. I'm not going into this land without God. I heard Moses said, God has gone before us. And that whole promised land was waiting for them to come and possess it. But they themselves did not believe it. They were all under the same cloud. Baptized into the same spirit. Ate the same manna. Drank the same water from the rock. But only a small majority believed. Made a decision to say, we be well able. Caleb says, we be well able. I'm 85 years old. Give me my mountain. Not 45, 85. Most people at 85 will say, give me my walking stick. I'm too old, I cannot do this. But he made a decision to serve God. Joshua 14, 11 says, I'm as strong now as what I was 40 years ago. Look at that attitude, that decision to serve God. When you serve God, David says, surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. Family, when you start to make a decision to serve God, things immediately change. You are linked up with God. If you're still seeing some fruit hanging here and manifesting, remember the root of those fruits in your life has been dealt with. Continue to walk in righteousness and see what God will do. I'm closing. Psalm 31 verse 24. The Passion Translation. So cheer up. Turn to the person next to you and say, put a smile on your face. Tell them, make a decision to be happy. Because God wants to help you. He says, cheer up, take courage, all you who love Him. Family, listen to me. If you've made a decision to love Him, things will change. But the challenge, when things don't change immediately, you say in your heart, I wonder if I should love God because He's not really helping me. Maybe I should look at other alternatives. Those alternatives has got a way of disappointing us. But God will never disappoint you. Take courage, all you who love Him. Wait for Him to break through for you all who trust in Him. When you make a decision to trust in Him, it will give you the breakthrough. You have many choices today. I assure you, the alternatives will disappoint you. The alternatives will not be able to help you to maintain that. But when you make a decision, and you say, as for me and my house, we're going to serve God with all my heart, with all my mind, with all my strength, we're going to love Him. I assure you, God will see you through. David said, because He has set His love upon me, I will deliver Him. I will help Him. I will be with Him. All that God requires of you is to make a decision to love Him. Make a decision to love Him. If you want to finish strong, I want to encourage you, make a decision to be part of the body of Christ. Make a decision to come and worship Him. Make a decision to not neglect the assembly of the saints. 
We know the word of God. Let's view all our actions, all the things we do, all the things we say in the word of God. You know, even as a pastor, I'm closing. I try and do it right. I try and do it the right way. But sometimes even in the morning when I wake up and I say, today I'm going to have my best day and walk in the way that Jesus wants me to walk. Before I've even walked out of the front door, I've missed it. Am I talking to the right people here? Or it's only, are pastors only the ones writing that test? That when you wake up in the morning and you say, today I'm going to get it right. I'm going to walk as Jesus walked. I'm going to talk as Jesus talked. I'm going to behave as Jesus behaved. Do you sometimes make those decisions? And then before you even walk out of the front door, you've messed up. Listen to me. Even when you make a mistake, make a decision to run to God immediately. Don't run away from Him. Because God loves you. And He has removed all our sins already. So it doesn't matter how big or small your mistake. Make a decision to run to God. When you've messed up, then make a decision and say, Holy Spirit, help me that I don't make the same mistake again. Make a decision to start to rule over that sin because Christ has dealt with that sin. And don't yield to your flesh, but yield to the Spirit. Make a decision. Whatever is causing a weight in your heart, heaviness in your heart, stealing the peace in your heart, to remove it. To remove it is very easy. You go to Jesus and you say, please forgive me. Make a decision this morning to give Jesus Christ the rightful place in your heart. When we give Jesus the rightful place in our heart, you'll see everything will change. But oftentimes, we only want to give Jesus half of our heart. Because half of what's in our heart, we still want to do our own things. Make a decision this morning to give your whole heart completely to Him. He will not disappoint you. He will see you through. Turn to the person next to you and say, I've made a decision. As for me and my house, we're going to serve God. The choices we make determine who we are before God. The choices we make determine who we are before God. So even if you make a mistake, if you come to God and you say, I'm sorry, forgive me, Lord, it determines who you are before God. Those idols in your heart, stubbornness, remove them today and say, Lord, not my will, but your will. And you'll see what God will do. Once you make a decision to serve God, God is ready to support you and to help you in every situation that you are going through. See you later. Thank you for listening to this audio sermon. For more information, please go to our website, www.hoc.org.za. Household of Christ, loving God, loving people.